Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. It's the Matron Page App Podcast. We are here again. Forever and all eternity. This was, I think, this was meant to be Jesus our original Christ. plan. What? What? I've just thought we're doing this forever, every Wednesday, yeah. four o'clock, yeah. indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the point: is that what well, this was meant to be our plan for series two is not what we've had. Our plan was to to steal a march from Jamie Carragher and do a, a relatively short run second series. Do like. 12 13 episodes have a new a different guest really interesting people loads of boss stories and all that on each and every one and then obviously boom coronavirus um and now uh, to be fair i'm not i'm not i'm genuinely not begrudging it but it's it's funny isn't it um and it ties in with the theme of this week's podcast we spoke about this last week i asked loads of you and loads of you did send them in for your coulda woulda shudders uh, and that is the just an opportunity for everyone to have a big whinge get a load of stuff off the chest. What are the things that you've missed out on in life because of the way that the world has happened? You know, you're not allowed to talk about these things really because obviously there are far more serious and far more pressing things happening in the world. Fuck um, that. But also, yeah, exactly. But but I'm, but I'm what? We're still allowed to feel disappointed if, if boss things didn't happen. So we're going to go through some of ours and some of yours a little bit a little bit later. Um, but look, let's catch up, Chris. How are you, how are you doing at the moment? You were... Um, you don't seem as 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 catastrophically harassed as you've been in recent weeks. Oh well, that's because I'm too tired to be. Um, <laughs> too tired to emote. I've got I've got a twitchy eye. I'm so tired at the moment. Like I think it might oh. actually be going right now. Here, my back's gone again, which is fantastic. Um, so that's that's not been great. But all told, mentally I'm in a good place. Physically, terrible place. Um, but happy at the moment seems i seem to be a lot better than i was last week um come you know when we when we came to do this podcast i was in a bad place i think mentally more than than anything last week so yeah i feel like um feel like i'm in a good place like about yourself mm, yeah i'm yeah i'm not doing too bad i, I think we talked about this last week but i think everyone across the board is is reaching their saturation point of the world being like this and again you know at, at the risk of being a bit too lighthearted about the whole thing which I, which i don't i don't wish to be i think we all should know as well enough by now to know that we're not we're not we're not fundamentally gobshites we're just you know we're, we're idiots but we're not nasty people at, at our heart but i think you can start to see that i think it's that everyone could just do with something to look forward to 
everyone could just do with having a change of circumstances and i'm not expecting because obviously at the time of at the time of recording the plans are for boris johnson to come out on sunday to re- and he's going to reveal that the next stage of plans or what the end of lockdown is going to look like i'm not look I'm, I'm not i'm not saying i want it all to end because I mean, that's just ridiculous. We've got the, the what, this highest death toll in Europe at the moment. You know what I mean? The idea that the, the I'm surprised you were able to find out about that, Paul, because they've buried that behind the story about the doctor and his missus. Uh, and and yeah. to be quite honest, that's exactly what they've attempted to do. Apparently, they've known this for a good three or four weeks now, um, and it's it's only today that they've actually released this information. Uh, and that is because we've overtaken Italy as the country in Europe with the highest death toll. So I'm quite surprised you've managed to unearth that little nugget there because yeah, fucking funny joke. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'm so fuming with this government and these people in charge at the moment, mate. They're an absolute fucking joke. When you look at the deaths in New Zealand and Australia, you know how many deaths in New Zealand and Australia, Paul? Oh. Under 100 in both of these countries. Do you know why? Because they, they, they enacted the, the pandemic plan. They, they enacted yeah. it, they, they tested people early, they chased people, and they did everything that was in our pandemic plan coming out of the 2007 bloody, um, what, what, what was that, 2007? Ebola, SARS. No, no, when, when we did a study and, and, and about the pandemic and, and it was decided that it was a major thing and we had to do it, and then obviously austerity, uh, the Tory government put us all into austerity and, and then Brexit took all our, away all our money and all our focus, so we forgot to fund the pandemic plan for the last two years and you've got countries like australia and new zealand there and you've got people in the uk going oh you know and the brushing it aside and i'm not talking about the government now i'm going it's the chinese government didn't let us know you know the, the full extent well i'm sorry did you think they just picked up the phone to australia and new zealand and told them the exact truth and nothing but the truth yeah because there's countries out there who were in exactly the same boat as we were with the, with the same misinformation or information whatever you choose who've reacted in a positive manner and yet for some reason yeah. this government has somehow managed to pull the wool over 90 percent of the population's eyes and make them think they're doing a fucking good job they've done a terrible job somebody needs to pay for it somebody probably should go to prison it's that bad and because there's people who've lost lives you know what my wife coded today and i don't even know whether i'm allowed to say this she did something in her work that said wasn't able to look at patients no ppe right go ahead yeah brilliant nice one yeah well you see and i saw a post on twitter today and you should always be careful where you get these things but you know i saw someone saying a friend uh, someone someone in 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 that environment died because they didn't have the correct equipment and then someone they turned around to someone said hey, can you cover their shift because they're dead and but do it with the same lack of equipment that that person had you'd be like i'd be like nah you're all right but the problem is of course is once again this this is the way that the the, the modern society works unfortunately and we keep coming back to it you know and i just I, I don't i don't like i say generally socialist but I, i'm you know I, i'm more ferris bueller so i don't believe in isms you know just believe in just believe in people and all that kind of stuff like but because of the way that society works and because people like doctors and nurses and teachers and all the people who are effectively the frontline workers and all the people are the people who are the biggest suffer the biggest disrespect and often they're the ones that are thrown to the wolves because because it's a vocation because it's a passion you know you grow you don't just become a doctor you know you have to be of a certain mindset it's often like an ambition you've had growing up 
you always wanted to be this so you train for it and you become it and once you've become it you've, that's all you wanted to be in your life so you stick it out even though you didn't necessarily it's not necessarily all you hoped it would be and the government particularly conservative governments prey on that because they know that those people are going to turn up to the jobs because they are conditioned to turn up and do the jobs because they feel like they're doing it for the greater good the Hippocratic Oath and all that kind of stuff where you've got to you, 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 if you don't do it then you're somehow failing yourself and you're failing your profession and you're failing this and that and you know if, if everyone else felt like that the world would be a lot a lot better and a lot safer but unfortunately you know it's being put on the toes of, of your average people and I said this last week about you know we shouldn't have to clap the NHS we shouldn't have to treat it like it's a, like it's a charity but that's all these things stem from the same from the same area is the people in charge have no respect really genuinely they can say the words and they can stand on the street and they can bang pots and you know pots and pans and do what it is that they do but they they possess fundamentally at a human level no respect for the people who are going into into the mm-hmm. real you know into the trenches for this um, now it is it's, it's and you look at you look at what like the reporting of of covid19 and and this pandemic in the uk is absolutely atrocious and this is where a large part of our problem comes from it's the media and it's it's no coincidence that the two worst ran countries with the two worst leaders of the two countries in the world with the highest death toll, by the way. Um, mm. And the way that we look and laugh at Donald Trump is the way the rest of the world is looking and laughing at us right now. And yeah. there's there's people that I know that you know have been spoken to and they're not in England and they're going, what in the hell are you not doing or doing in this in your country? Because this is not how it should have played out for you guys, um, but we're yeah. in the bubble and we can't see that, and we've got a uh, we've got a press that is so closely aligned to their political um, feelings that they can't write the truth and we can't read the truth in this country unless we're willing to go and search it out. Um, but the people around the world are yeah. you know not laughing at us in the way because this it's serious, but they're also like dumbfounded. At the response or lack thereof of this of this government, mental mate, absolutely. Yeah, mental. because again, it's hubris. Hubris is its finest, isn't it? It's just you know, sociopaths running things, and they've got the they've only got regard for themselves and and promoting their own things, and they don't think about the little people. And it's mad again. I, but this is the problem we've got, and it links back to what I was saying because ultimately everyone's reaching their. I think everyone's reaching their tolerance and their saturation point of all of this. So people don't care people do care but like you know what i mean is it isn't a national scandal because everyone's just bored of it all and you can only hold the public's attention you can only hold stuff on the front pages of people's attention so to speak for so long because it just it just gets yeah people just get bored people people want something new they want something fresh and so yeah i think it ties into the serious things but more importantly you know it's it's gonna. It's it's probably gonna lead to a situation where you know people who are to blame are probably gonna end up getting away with blame because they're gonna end up. Boris Johnson's probably gonna end up positioning himself as this guy who's the hero who solved it all. Eventually, when it all comes out, they'll remind everyone of all the big hard things that they've done and all the all the hard decisions and all the you know the money that they funded people with and all this kind of stuff. And he'll end up there'll be people like celebrating him like like a some sort of Churchillian god. No, no. Before we move on from there. Right, you got like Matt Hancock coming out and saying, you know, the, the politicising almost um, doctors and nurses who were dying, like to come out and give them yeah. sixty thousand quid. So, like, it's a large sum of money, of course, and the families will be better off for it, of course. They'd obviously rather want their loved ones, of course. 
but equally that's paying for a future uh, lawsuit or, or or keeping a future lawsuit at bay because they know they're so yep. up the chuff there because they never provided the right PPE 100%. and stuff like that. It's it's an absolute yep. disgrace. And and you're right, Johnson's yep. going to be doing all of that type of stuff as well where he comes out and he's the big hero and all this type of stuff. But I, I just can't fathom that people are so fucking stupid that they're believing after stuff that these people are telling them. I mean, it's propaganda no, but at it's the best right, of time, but- these conferences... Yeah, but this is—I mean, this is what happened when you've got like people talk coming out and, and and downplaying the severity of the whole thing and going, "Oh, it's just like the AIDS situation." Forgetting, of course, that yes, you know, AIDS isn't the the the, the pressing you know crisis that I've, today that it was in the eighties or whatever. But like, loads of people died, loads of people died of it, and that's the thing is that I think everyone's we're reaching the point now where the death tolls. Uh, it, people have stopped checking, people have stopped listening, people have stopped. People have, have, large, people have just settled into a rut. Yeah, and, and but also as I say, people are just settled into a rut of it all, and I and I wonder yeah. whether you know whether refreshing the whole situation of everyone's in might actually bring things back, which is be interesting to see what the government actually do on Sunday and whether that informs their approach. But you're right, you're right on that. The um, the paying people off effectively, you know, you basically say, yeah, I'll take this money, and it means, you know, you, you're effectively can't, can't, you can't bring the lawsuit I'm a bit as a. Yeah, 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 I remember it's just a daft example of it. Because I remember when um, when my wife was pregnant and was in a, a car accident, and that the, the insurance company phoned up with an offer like twelve hours after the accident. That never happens. Anyone who's ever been in that kind of situation, it's like days and weeks and months, and it's gone. They'll throw a sum of money because if something bad happens, to, you know, get that sum of money yeah. sorted before the child's born in case there's any complications and you absol- you get that case shut, it's closed and you can't do anything about it. So, yeah. So, if you, if you just one more thing before we move on to the, the light-hearted stuff then, mate. Um, have you seen all this, like, Hancock's actually using the pandemic to privatise parts of the NHS? <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> like, genuinely... He's like companies like Delaware and all that type of stuff are now centralizing and and running the purchasing and, and movement of PPE across the NHS. Like and and there's big government contracts to Tory donors been put in place. Um, so ne- never let it be said that they're not fucking bastards and they will not take advantage of absolutely everything to make them and their little cronies from eating some more money. Because I tell you what, the 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 speed with which they responded to coronavirus from a making money point of view was ten times fucking better from a saving lives point of view. I, I the thing that gets me on this whole thing. Is that I don't I we just live in a world where you can get away with anything unless you know provided you you're big enough and you're rich enough. I mean it's always been this way, but it's so like blindingly like it's happening now. It's kind of like there's a bit in Guardians of the Galaxy. Or is it? It's one of maybe it's one of the Avengers films with the Guardians in it, and Drax is pretending to be thinks he's turning invisible because he's moving so slowly that he's imperceptible <laughs> to the human eye, and that is basically what Donald Trump and and the, and the conservative government have become like. Is they're like going. No, you know you're stealing. You're stealing from us. You are you are contributing to people dying on a daily basis. Yes, we are, but we're doing it so blatantly, obviously, that you just you you can't even see us doing it. So, no, we can. No, we can. We can see you doing it. You're doing it right now. You're doing it right now, Boris. You were you were literally ruining the country in front of our eyes like that. No, no, but 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 I'm doing it in such a buffoonish way 
that it can't possibly be real. No, but it, but it is. It, it, and I, Look, it's, it's my it's, hair. It's, it's fluffy mad. and I'm a buffoon oh. and I'm going to hide the fact that I'm a killer. I'm literally a murderer. And I have no problem with it as long as yeah. my friends are making money off the back of it. It's absolutely fucking scandalous. And the problem is they realise now between them, between Trump, between Johnson, that you can just lie in politics and there's absolutely nothing yeah. that the, the country are going to hold you to account to. And it and you just brush it under mm. the thing and 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 the, because of the twenty four news cycle everything will move on so fast it'll be forgotten about and there's nobody there to to pull you back or to rein you in and you can besmirch one of the if you look at Corbyn and I'm not suggesting um, that he would have been the best leader of all time but certainly he was probably the most genuine politician we've had in this country for the last 20 to 30 years who you can see on his voting record exactly what he will have done they literally played him as a communist and a fucking anti-semite and tarnished him and he was perhaps not going to be the best leader for the Labour Party perhaps not going to be the best leader of all time they just outright lied about him uh, when they've got a bloody racist in yeah. charge of this country who's happily shag anything and got illegitimate children who happily kill like literally just put the half the country in austerity and yeah it's the guy who wanted things to be right for everybody who gets besmirched and, and fucking left for, for dead and in the political landscape it's absolutely baffling and it's all done with a fucking big smile slogans on the bus and a fucking panhandle in your hand while you're doing it ridiculous mate yeah, it's mad. And what what what's what's mad about it all is again we're now because the similarities with America and this country it's always been the way we're always just a bit behind America, which is crazy because it should be the other way around. People talk about like British power and all the people who talk about like the strength of this country and they go on about the they still go on about the empire and they go on about the world wars and all that all that crap. They, and yet they don't see how incredibly weak this country is by comparison to America. We're not on what an insignificant dust moat on the shoulder of, of, of America at, at times. And we do, we, we, we copy them and follow them. Two weeks ago, we were talking about these American lockdown protests that have, we're having them in this country now. I say we, I mean, you know, the, 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 the people who are missing, probably missing several chromosomes and, you know, and, and have as many, you know, missing brain cells as well, um, are, are protesting the 5G protesters and they're turning into lockdown protesters. And it, you can see it, it was going to happen. And it, it, it's just, it's like living. And I've said this for ages. You watch. I grew up watching lots. Of, I'm a big sci-fi, science fiction fan, and what have you. And I like, you know, you look like George Orwellian style dystopian futures are all really interesting because it's like, oh, what would happen if the worst case happened? Are we actually living in a dystopian future and nobody told us? You know, like everyone's going, oh, imagine if it was as bad as. I mean, look at it. Well, like, we're not allowed to leave our houses. We're not allowed to be in physical contact with anyone who isn't in our in, in our house. You've got people dying. You know, going into into shocking working conditions and dying for minimum wage. Um, you know, uh, there's there's vapid like hollywood style leaders in charge of the major nations you know particularly donald trump he's like it's like it's almost like having arnold schwarzenegger in the simpsons universe in there it's it's just mad that we, we are you know we live <laughs> when did this happen it's it's like it's because it didn't happen overnight because there wasn't like a revolution and there wasn't like a you know like we didn't lose a war and it happened I don't think I think people people need those things to recognise when these things yeah. happen. There needs to be you know, a night and day change. 
you know what it's exactly it's exactly like paul right when we come out of lockdown and, and me and you step in front of each other you'll go fucking hell chris you've piled on the pounds lads but if i'd have been coming in the office every single day you'd never have noticed it in quite the same way you know what i mean and that's like you know, it's like when you haven't seen someone, when you haven't seen a kid for ages, they're like, wow, you're massive, you lad, are you kidding me? But when, you, when it's your yeah. kid or something, you're like, oh yeah, they have kind of grown there, haven't they? You know what I mean? And that's kind of what it is. It becomes normal and you normalise these fucking idiots. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're running the world. I mean, like, the, 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 the English thing, I think you're spot on with the America stuff, right? And, like, we have nukes because we buy them off America. Like, I mean, if the shit hits the fan, right? <laughs> They're just gonna stop supplying us nukes, <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like the Trident Project and all that. They're all American designed nuclear weapons. Obviously, they're ours and they're our arsenal. But don't get me wrong. It, I think we're re- I think we're, we're talking about redoing them, aren't we? Because some of them are coming up to the end of the usefulness and stuff now. Like, I don't trust it. The Americans haven't hardwired them so that they can take control of them. You know, that's where my trust ends. Like, I'm not oh. buying nukes off anyone else. I want to nukes. You know what I mean? Why? Well, like. Wouldn't you though? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? No, but you've got to be careful because if we if, if we develop our own, America will come and invade us to stop us doing it, mate. So you know what I mean. You've got to you've got to watch out. You can't be too careful. Um, I love it all. Do we know? Actually, we ever talked about this in the podcast. Do we know if Kim Jong Un's alive? Is that? I think that's been updated. I, I yeah, heard this. That's well, the. I... <laughs> I need to find out. I think he. I think. There was something that said he was spotted and he made a public appearance, but I genuinely haven't like checked it up. I just saw it on Twitter and went, "Okay, the the he's still alive." Oh well, um, but no, I, I don't <laughs> know where the headlines, real photograph, the headlines of this. Go ahead. This South Korea saying there's no signs of heart surgery. The Mirror is saying there's rumours a King Jong Un used a body double for his first public event since his death fears. Um, it's just brilliant. I, I just love the idea that like this is this is the world we're in now, where you're being tracked and like you know you can be followed all around because your mobile phone and all this kind of stuff. And there was like a three week period where no one knew whether a leader of one of the most d- dangerous rogue nations on the planet was alive or dead. Um, and no one this, cares is, this is the crux of, of it all. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no one cares about anything, man. Honestly, it's it's bad. I just want to, you know, and I'm still honestly, my main focus is just still when when can I have a haircut? That's all I really care about at this point. I can honestly, I had one at the weekend. Yeah, uh, I've seen Ped from Ped from Toffee TV. I've seen him today, and um, he's he's gone. He's he, yeah, he's gone. He's gone Full US on. military style. Yeah, yeah, not, not quite, it. not quite the one, but he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. It's late to be doing that. I think, Chris. This is this was my thing about the haircut stuff. Ooh. Is I, I, you wait, know, and wait, a, a few you weeks ago, can now, I just I said, get a word in that I've always wanted to get a word in properly. Just tell me the pets have gone, you know, done that again. Just tell me one more time. Ewe. What? That was my word. I just wanted to get in there. I've never had cause to use it in an actual conversation before. I'm not sure if it suits me, but I'll watch it back and see. No. As he, yeah. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Has Chris Chris nailed Ewe there or not? Um, but this Do is it? The, we're, we're, look, we're in we're in the danger zone now because 
like, and I said, all the people who went early, the people who went in the first like two days of lockdown, and I laughed at them, and I said they were idiots for going for just for just going in too hard for losing the plot too soon. And then obviously you've all seen and listened to me over the weeks as I've I've, I've drifted away from that opinion to the point where it's going to become a pressing edge. But the problem is, is that this is where we're at now, and I and I knew this is what this is what I've been trying to resist because I've had the clippers, I got the clippers off my brother-in-law. They've been in ours now for about three weeks, and I've stayed clear of them because I would never go all off anyway because it's just stupid. Like I, I I haven't had that haircut since I was fifteen, sixteen. I think I would. I'm not now's not the time to be doing it. But we're gonna the people who are doing it this week, the people who've broken. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Sunday, Chris, because I've got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna loosen lockdown. And my God, the second those barbers are open, I'm gonna be in like a shot. Hello, everyone. Just a quick word from me, Mage. We have got our own Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash MageX page. I hope you enjoy everything that we do on the podcast and on the YouTube channel and all the social media accounts as well, then you can help to support it and be part of our growing community. You get access to exclusive Discord groups, you get extra content and discounts from a variety of things and our partners that we've made along the way, including the fantastic Threads for Reds. You can get involved by heading to Patreon.com forward slash Mage X Payjack, and we'll see you there. Okay, um, it sounds. Oh, wait. wait, what? He said right, I said left, but don't censor I went. <laughs> so it sounds like we've purged, but we haven't purged. Um, oh, we're not even purging, yeah. Purge. Uh, have you got anything purge. in addition to that that you want to purge this week? 1920s urban planners. Urban planners. Yeah, the people who decided how the cities were going to be built, Paul. 1920. Oh, not 19-20. People from the 1920s. Yeah. Okay, with you. Them. If there's okay. any still alive, they're literally getting purged, lad. Okay, sounds why. Well, I'm going to read you a thread that uh, was brought to my attention by one Mr. Robbie Reynolds. And it starts with the word thread. Um, after buying a house with his wife, who suffers from allergies, Tom Ogren wanted to get rid of anything on his property that might trigger an attack. He began examining the neighbourhood when he noticed something unusual. Every single tree was male. At first, he thought this may have been a coincidence in just his one city. He then started studying landscaped plants in other cities and noticed the exact same pattern. Tom found an article on urban landscaping in the 1949 yearbook of agriculture. The book advised, when used for street plantings, only male trees should be selected to avoid the nuisance from the seed. The reasoning was that tiny pollen spores are likely to be blown away by wind or washed away by rain, making pollen an easier civic task to manage than overripe fruit or heavy seed pods that would need to be cleaned up by actual humans. 
Nurseries began selling more male plants too, mainly because it's easier to clone an existing tree than to wait for males and females to pollinate each other naturally. Slowly, not just trees and shrubs, but ornamental plants sold in nurseries ended up being male. Ironically, if urban landscapers had planted female trees instead, neither pollen nor unsightly seeds would have been an issue. Hundreds of female trees would have been sterile and tidy without any pollen because female trees don't make fruit or seeds without males around. No one wants to cut trees down already planted, so changes are slow to implement. If you're wondering why you spend a good portion of the year suffering from allergies, think back to the origins of urban forestry and planting of only male trees. You mean to tell me that I can't fucking breathe because some urban landscaper picked the wrong fucking tree to plant in the city? Are you having a fucking laugh and that's why we're suffering for like four weeks a year because some fucking guy planted fucking trees with dicks are you having a laugh Paul <laughs> fuck's <laughs> sakes someone someone 100 years ago went oh, I can't be bothered just can't be bothered cleaning up bits of fruit um, let's just have some let's just have some male trees I wonder if that's just true of society like don't like if it's uh, you know the whole of society if it was just if just women and no men would the world be just a better place for not having us around not having us spreading our pollen about about the place and making life difficult probably paul probably and like look i've not fact checked this and i have no interest in fact checking it it suits my agenda and so i'm going with that to my grave mate but my word i was so angry reading that thread yeah so yeah. angry how does it make you feel with um, all of this could have been avoided, mate. I am um, my hay fever's not bothering me at the moment, so it's fine. Um, but I can appreciate. Wait until like, it gets to frigging grass season. No, I know, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, my hay fever's. A, I, I do suffer from hay fever. I don't suffer from it so far. Touch wood, like some of the people who, who, who are really suffering from it. Now you've been having it, but that's mad, that isn't it? Like if that's true, it's just insane. Like, the, like it's it's. This is the thing where we. There's so much that goes on in our world that we're just too thick to think about and understand. Like that, I, and I don't know whether it makes me love the world more. When I'm in a bad mood, it makes me hate hate life more than anything else of how senselessly complicated it is. Like that someone could make a decision like that that can have such a horrible knock-on effect down the line. But I've got bigger things to worry about, Chris, at the, at the, at the moment, I'll tell. But that's, that's very, very... Listen, so, mate, you, you and the rest of the world are fighting off this invisible energy uh, uh, enemy that is COVID-19 right now. But I'm on a, I'm a war on two fronts, mate. I'm not only fighting COVID-19 off and all of that, I'm fighting pollen too. So fucking cry for me, mate. Feel for me. Yeah. I need your empathy. I need that right now. And yeah. to tell me that I didn't need to be in this war because some fucking dickhead who, who, who was driving a Ford uh, because that was the only car at the time has made the decision about planting trees with dicks. That just winds me up. <laughs> Genuinely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I like, I really, I like it again. I don't know if it's true, but fuck me, I hope it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't at the same time. That is as good a. Uh... Yeah, that's it. Look, it doesn't need to be true, Chris. So long as we all think it's true. That have we learnt nothing? If the if the topic of this podcast has been anything, it's that it, the truth is unimportant. It's what we can be asked to believe is the most important thing. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to live in that world. So if you if you're if you're if you're happy with that to be the reasoning, I think we need that. I think we all need. I need someone to blame. It's not my body. Yeah. My body's not crap. 
my body's not make, like making diseases because that's all hay fever your body's is, a temple anyway. Chris your body's exactly. a temple it's not like I've got a bad back and bad eyesight and a receding hairline and hay fever and all of this type of stuff it's totally on them 1920s urban landscapers mate yeah. and I, and that makes me feel better okay I, that yeah. makes me feel better to know that it's not my fault Yeah, I like to know that. that it's somebody else 100 years ago who ever found and pushed down the friggin stairs or We've just discovered what, like, who the equivalent of 5G is were in the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> male pollinators. Oh, it's these male pollinators. They're, they're writing, they're probably writing notices to, to pin on the, the town hall notice board all about how this was uh, taking over, taking over the world. And it was protect your family, get female only trees in and around your property. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. I really like that. If anyone is qualified, please in the comments, or you can tweet us at MateXPayJack. Please do let us know. Can you verify this for us? Is the reason that people suffer so badly from pollen is because a hundred years ago people decided to to plant predominantly male trees and plants? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. We're all looking for that, aren't we? I think we're all looking for those things. Whenever life is out of our control. We all look for 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 re- deeper reasonings behind it. It's like why people wear the have the lucky socks for the football so we, that makes the football team win and all that. But this sounds real, Chris. This sounds legit. That's I know. I, and the thing is, like the lucky socks thing's stupid, isn't it? Because it's lucky like, you you haven't got lucky socks because they're mine. Mine are the lucky socks. Mm. It's got nothing to do with you. Until then, they stop being lucky, and then you find a reason for why the luck powers have worn out. Maybe they got a hole. Yeah, in you them. change the washing powder or whatever. You hung them out to dry instead of throwing them in the tumble Put dryer. Put them the wrong foot there's on There's loads first. of reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't understand it. As far as pages go for me this week, uh, there's a lot of similar themes, and I could, you know, we, I think we'll find if someone was to supercut all of our pages, various body parts of ours have come into come into play a lot. We're basically a bit like that scene in the RoboCop remake where they pull back the suit and he's just a brain and a face and a hand, uh, and that's and that's about it. that's pretty much what we got left. But what's really annoying me. Um, I, I don't know how to quite how to phrase the page on this, but I wa- I really want to exercise. Like I really want to, and and I and there are things I can do, but the problem is because I've because and, and I've mentioned this before, I pulled me back just before lockdown. So if I run for like ten yards, I, I, I I'm I'm feeling it for two days afterwards because of me because of me back, and I've got bad knees anyway. So the impact of runs never really suited me, and the fact that as I, before it gets raised, I'm not I'm not I've not got the best running technique anyway. Um, but um, I I don't like I can say psych- gonna mention that never have any opportunity to give never it. gonna mention that. Um, the um, <laughs> honestly honestly I run like Jordan Pickford. Um, little arms. Um, the I'd love to be able to. So my options are limited for what I can do. There's no gyms open, and I see all these people running, Chris, and I see all these people cycling, and I would love to cycle, but somebody borrowed my bike about five or six years ago and put it on the back of his car, and it fell off the back of his car, and it's never been right since. So my bike does my bike doesn't work, and I would give any. So it's like that's I see and I see these people and I hear these stories. People going out cycling, 
and I and I, I know oh the, the wind in the hair and, and you know it's never quite as easy as that anyone who hasn't cycled for You'd a long time you'd hate the knows. wind in your hair oh no it'd be glorious mate absolutely glorious but the um, any, anything to, as long as I'm going into the wind it's fine um, but yeah I, I, I'm just I don't know what the what I'm specifically purging here maybe it's just the fact that your palfords aren't properly open um, because I'd, I'd buy a bike I would buy a bike a new bike today but I can't buy a bike and we tried to buy a bike for me, for me, for my wife as well. And she went through Sports Direct, and they said, "Yeah, here you go. There's your bike. No problem. Get it ordered. Get it boxed. No problem." And I was like, "There you go. There's your birthday present sorted." Two days later, oh no, sorry, we haven't got it in stock. There's a refund. Well, fuck you. If you're okay, here's my page. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm tangenting it. If it's not in stock. Don't have it on your website anymore, you absolute assholes. And that's not just Sports Direct, that's every company going. Take it, stop getting our hopes up that we're going to be able to get these things. And you know what, frankly as well, you know, if, if, if Amazon can't get it to me within the space of a week, don't bother selling it, because I don't want it. If, I, if I've got to wait a month <laughs> for it, I don't want it. Because what's, what's life going to be like in a month? Who knows? You don't know. I hope it's not like this anymore, but I don't know. So yeah, that'll that'll do. You can get get a get a bit because you can't like uh, like Argos Argos are the worst, Chris. They go because you can't you can't filter by availability to your area. So you go, oh, that, that example. That's a nice bike. That's a nice weight bench. That's a nice set of dumbbells. Whatever, anything exercise related. You go, cool. I'll have that. Search. Is it available for click and collect? No, it's not available for click and collect. Okay, well I'll have it delivered. Is it available for delivery? No. Is it bollocks? Where is it next to next and nearest available? Oh, five hundred miles away. Fuck you. I can't go five hundred miles to get it. You know, if I was desperate in a previous previous world and existence, and I really wanted something, I've got a big car. I drive down somewhere, take a motorway journey, get what I needed, but I can't because I'm not allowed to take it off your website you absolute melts life dicks. so so uh, come Christmas time I was I was gonna buy myself a, um, a turntable and I was boxing day sales I wanted a turntable and I was I was like you know what I'm like I, I'm not like massive on presents or anything like that and because I generally don't want for things mm-hmm. um and it's something you always say if if I want it you'll generally go and buy it like yeah. and I'm very much the same but I am an R for for a long time on things whether I want them but I knew I wanted a turntable this Christmas and I knew I wanted to buy it with my Christmas money on Boxing Day and I'd done so much research and I obsessed about it and I got to the point where Kat was telling me to shut up stop talking about it stop looking at them because I was just it was all the time it was non-stop she'd be like what are you doing I'm like uh, you don't want to know she's like you're looking at turntables again aren't you I'm like yeah Dirty little secret, like. And, um, <laughs> no, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, looking at prostitutes. I'm looking at porn. God damn it, I'm looking at porn. Okay. Anything, just don't. I'm not looking at turntables right now. Um, so I'm there, and I'm just like, I'm in my little hole. I'm going hard on for this Sony one, like, and I'm like, I'm fucking buying you in the morning. I'm gonna rag you everywhere. Oh, lads. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I get that, and I'm like, right, Argos have got it. It's in stock. Richard Sounds, I even I think I drove down to Richard Sounds actually and he didn't have it in stock. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, I ordered it. And I was like, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Where, where am I going? Northwich. What the fuck is a Northwich? Is that Wales? Uh, nah, do you know, funny enough, I say, what the fuck is a Northwich? Telling the truth, like, I used to work there. I did a week training there for Summerfield uh, back in the day, like, so it's about 40 minutes away. It's on the way to, I think it's on the way to, like, Nexamy, Wales, E yeah. type area. Um, so so I hoofed it down to Northwich at like eight in the morning on Boxing Day to go and get me a uh, me, me turntable. It was brilliant, like a fucking. But th- this is the problem. This is what Argos does to you. It's like that's not close. In fact, I haven't I haven't told the story about um, the the Super Nintendo Minis. Uh, now, oh yes. Yeah, so uh, people know obviously that there was a crazy. There's been a crazy in the last few years for these mini consoles, and it started with the mini NES, now, and they were like so hard to get. But I, I had a NES as a kid. It was one of me. It was my first games console, so I've got a real soft spot for it. And I managed to get one before they all sold out, and I got it for Christmas, and my wife gave it to me, and it was fine. So when they announced the Super Nintendo one, I was like, right, I can't, I, you can't sleep on this because if I don't get it boxed and get it sorted quickly, they'll sell out, and you won't be able to get them for love nor money. And that is as a as a psychopathic collector that I am, that didn't sit comfortably with me. So I got on, I managed to find, I was chasing it down on on the old interweb, finally found somewhere that had it uh, on on release day, and it was Smith's Toys, but they only had them um, in in Banger, and I was like... Banger's miles away, but but you know what? I really want it. I really want it, but I will. If I have to drive to Wales, I'll drive to Wales. It's fine. It's no, you know, because you know, northwest of Wales, you know, it could be a lot worse. It's not like it's on the south coast or something like so. Fine, I'll do it. So I ordered, I ordered it, and um, I was like, okay, this is this is absolutely fine, and I'll do it. And then like two days before it was released, I got me um my confirmation through that it was there. It's going to be ready to collect. And I, I just thought, okay, well, I'll just plan my, my route out. So I went on Google Maps and I put the postcode in. <laughs> and it wasn't Bangor, Wales. No, it was Bangor, Ireland, um, which is as far as journeys go. Just that step further than I'm willing to go. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I and I was like, it's just going to sit there in a storeroom and I'll eventually be, I don't want the money. I want me mini, mini SNES. <laughs> so in the end, I had to. Um, I I I I, I complain about this enough. It's our good friend Steve Hall, 
who obviously ran at the time the, the Fresh Press Network, whatever he runs now, but still there or thereabouts. And he had a, a load of writers all over the UK, and he had a writer who actually lived down the road from the Smiths in Bangor, who went and um, who yet yeah, went and collected Misuritetto for me, and then posted it, posted it over. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm fucking glad you checked out. Mm. That would have been well more annoying had you driven to Bangor Wales to find that out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. It's a fucking belter well, story that one. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, there you go. If you've had any any similar stories on those, do let us know again in the comments underneath on YouTube, or you can tweet us at Matrix Page. A quick word from today's sponsor. It is Threads for Reds. Head to threadsforreds.com for the finest Liverpool clothing on the planet today. This isn't your normal, usual stuff. Top quality materials. They've recently upgraded. So, so many things that you get in this kind of world are disposable t-shirts, they're disposable clothing. These are pretty much the best of the best. This is my favourite one at the moment. A donation goes to the NHS support if you buy this t-shirt. But they've got t-shirts, they've got hoodies they've got sweatshirts and they've got mugs as well all brilliant go and check it out at threadsforreds.com right so we do some um coulda woulda shudders i'm absolutely absolutely bang on coulda woulda shudders so the one um, so we'll start off with the um, with patrons mm. uh, we mentioned it a couple of times now over the last couple of weeks uh, we've got a patreon it's patreon.com forward slash mage x page if you want to show your support for what we do if you enjoy it if you want to if you actually like us um then that would be lovely thank you very much to the people that do you mean the world so, so we're going to start with leon gary actually don't know how to say his name him i've i've and you know that the, the worst thing I've pronounced that differently when I've had to say it than how I pronounced that in my head. Do you know? Do you ever do that? Explain. So I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. We when when I was last on the Redmen podcast last week, I put a song telling lies by the Menzingers. Yeah. Right. I've never like that's a band that I found like four or five years ago. I've yeah. never said the word out out loud before. <laughs> like and I just put it on there, and it wasn't until I came to say the word I did exactly go back and check. I did exactly what I did then. Yeah, I fucked the word up right in the middle of it. Yeah, because Ninjas. I don't know how to say it, and Ninjas. I realise when I'm about to say it. What if real fans of the show who've said this word think I'm a fraud? Yeah. And all this runs through my head at the exact time that I'm about to say the word and I stall halfway through. I, so, so Leon Gary is what I've been saying in my head. Yeah. And when it came to crunch point, I thought, fuck, there's an E in there. I'm going to go with Gary. You've just gone on, the, you've changed your answer on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. I think we all we all have a bit of that. I, I generally, I'm definitely have been too bad with pronunciations, but you have those ones. Uh, just as a random a, a note, there's a guy called Jeff. L-O-E-B is his surname, and he's one of the most famous comics writers go, and he's written all the all like the biggest superheroes for Marvel, and I think he's done some stuff is for it DC. Loeb? So, yes, it is. And I, I, but I've called him Jeff Lieb in my head for years and never had to say it out loud. And then randomly me we were playing Sing Star for my wife's birthday at the weekend, and there's a song, there's a famous song which I now can't remember what it's called, from Lisa Loeb. And I come on and I went, Oh, it's Lisa Loeb, and then I went. Oh my god! I, like I never even missed the beat. That's obviously how you say that surname, and it always has been. But I've been saying it wrong. Like I haven't. I've been saying it wrong. I haven't even said. I've been thinking it wrong. I've been thinking that name wrong yeah. for twenty years for no good reason. Because I've Lisa Lope's been around for twenty odd years. Could have got it right first time. Yeah, anyway, well yeah. longer. But then, this is the thing. I had the same Game of Thrones. Are oh, yeah. 
you know, I, I can't even remember which is the right one now in my head or which one's the one that they say on the television show. Yeah. But I said it completely differently until the show came out and yeah. then it was like, and you'd have that. And, yeah. it, and it, it annoys the living daylight out of you when you, because you, you, like I've, I've read Lord of the Rings that many times that when I watch it, I'm like, that's not how I say that in my head. Yeah. Like what's going on here? You've just ruined the whole thing for yeah. me. Yeah, no, it's true. A book, book characters, that that's definitely a thing when you read a book before you see it and you find out that a character's name is pronounced completely, completely differently to it. Yeah, there, there's a, there's um yeah, there's tons of, what, one mad example of that before we do get into the could have, would have, Ryu. Street Fighter. It's Ryu. Yeah. It's Ryu, apparently. Yeah, it's not. It's Ryu. Yeah, it's, it's Ryu. It's, it's, it's Ryu. It's got to be Ryu. Yeah. Because it's how I've always said it in my head. Absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd really like a rendition of Stay, if you're uh, willing to Stay, do that. Stay, anyway, that's mate. it, yeah. I miss you. Oh, I nailed that. Yeah. yeah. That's, okay. that's exactly how the song um, so goes. So, Leon G said, yeah. hi up. I personally had my busiest year planned for some years. I had a two-week trip to Spain cancelled. I had four concerts rescheduled for next year. I was due to see a comedian in Cork, which was rescheduled. I had a stag do to go on in Scotland, rescheduled. I'm sure next year will be busy, though. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's loads of that kind of stuff. I My one that, that kind of sparked all of it was this countdown, because we were supposed to be... Obviously, look... We were supposed to be watching Liverpool win the Premier League title, and that's it's still all. Already won the league yeah, title. Exactly. That's the first thing, we really. should be watching that. We should have watched Liverpool win it by, by you know, by points. Then we should have been getting to a point where. And what we've got is because we've got our shared calendar. I keep going. Oh, what's that in the calendar? And like every week, there's an event or something that's not happening. So we were supposed to be. Just being football fans, see Liverpool win the league. Then we were supposed to have things prior there. So there would have been a parade at some point. And there would have been... We were supposed to be hosting a live show at the Olympia with legends and, and thousands of people in attendance and gigs. So we were meant to be hosting a, an absolutely massive warehouse party on the last game of the season that was going to be the biggest party Liverpool ever seen. We were meant to be doing that. We were meant to be flying over to Las Vegas to be what part of the team on, for CopCon um, and get in a week in Las Vegas and getting to meet American Liverpool fans and party and have a pool party and be in Las Vegas and have all these things and 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 and, and we're not we're just doing we're, what we're doing instead is we're desperately scrambling around trying to find any scrap of football content to fucking talk about because our entire livelihood is based around a fucking sport that doesn't exist anymore um do you know though it makes you appreciate what you've got doesn't it because like there was a point i was doing this thing with um, a university student who got in touch and i wanted to do something on his fan channels macaulay his name was this morning and he was asking us about it and like and i was like look you know um we, we've said this over the years uh, to each other and stuff and, and you're like you're weak no matter how good your week is ultimately you whether you've had a good week or not is decided by whether liverpool win or lose um, and that was I always thought that was one of the worst things of the the, the job yeah, as yeah. it were um, it turns out you know I'd take that any day of the week over us you know having football 
Yeah, well, not that, having football. But it, but it, we, we've had <laughs> because this job without football is fucking hard. No, it's exactly, exactly that. Like, like, this is if we, if we had a different job, it'd be fine. But football would carry on. You'd still have football to entertain you on the side. But we haven't even got that. It's um, it's. I think what the thing is, does it make me appreciate what I've got? No, it makes me really annoyed that the things I've got aren't the things that I should have. Um, which is the bad. This is the bad thing. But we, me and me, me and my wife had this conversation, and she was saying she turned around to me and she just said like. And I just say I'm fine. Like I'm, 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 I'm happy. She's a teacher. Teaching's a very stressful job at the at the best of times. So like you know, generally comes home absolutely wiped out from it. But she's like I'm, I'm happy. But what it goes to show is, is that I'm still, you're still stressed. You're still up, the, up and down. So as much as football had the ability to knock you up and down, like I, we, we've been doing the F- football manager series, and it reminded me because obviously we're about to play the charity shield game and the super cup game that I was. By the end of the Super Cup, I, like I was nearly broken as a man. Like I, I, I had a dead because it, we'd worked flat out for the season before. Had the big lift of winning the European Cup. Had minimal time off. Then pre-season started. It all started again. And then within the space of the season starting, we had two penalty shootouts. And my head, my like I was, my stress levels were absolutely through, through the roof and that. But look at it now, God. God, like I, I was ready. To, I was like, it was the stress was doing me. I didn't. I was like, oh, I don't think I can handle all this anymore. Whereas, like, my God, what I would give, what I give for a bit of stress out that's out of my out of my control and out of my hands. But it, all that stress yeah. seems very frivolous. All of all yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, because you can be stressed oh, about yeah. anything. Uh, yeah, it's it's bloody mental, mate. Anyway, Russell Waring had a week in Amsterdam booked in June. Was planning to celebrate Liverpool's title in style. Stagged at the races was cancelled. I was going to be on that one as well. Oh, we're not seeing my partner for ten weeks now with no end in sight because the island man is in lockdown. They can only leave the island with governmental permission. If they go back, they have to be quarantined in a hotel for two weeks at their own expense, around a thousand pounds. But Russell clearly. You're not worth a thousand pounds for a shag. Uh, the most obvious being finally having a season ticket and yeah, not being able to be there when Liverpool win the league. I mean, I'd be disappointed in all of that, but the fact is, um, your partner not coming over for a, a little grand shag says to me that you'd last about two seconds and probably after six weeks in lockdown, you would rush. Yeah, it's all about value for money. You're not getting, <laughs> you're not getting value for money from that, are you? Like you'd have, you'd have to be, you'd have to make sure that you were over for a concerted period of time. You know, it's not just a one hit deal. Um, yeah, that's mad, that isn't it? I mean, that's God. That's you, just put yourself up in a hotel. Well, I mean, fair play, fair play to the old Isle of Man, Isle of Man authorities for for start, for cracking down on it. Like God, that's unreal. Um, I think Russell's winning this so far. To be perfectly honest, um, uh, Jonathan Vernon, Alex Cox. Oh God. Oh, sorry, wait. Alex Cox. I've got two more from from the Patreons. Uh, festival season ticket holder, so seeing us win and lift the prem. Driving test. Oh, gutted. General concert and the lads holiday. Oh, I tell you what, when the lads' holidays get started again, there's going to be some serious pent up lads' holidays going on in there. I swear, I right? Falanaki you... is going to go off. I've been meaning to say this to people for a while now because we've got a couple of the lads who work for us and red men, a, a, a single, a single and relatively young men. If the day that lockdown is properly lifted, if you can't get laid in that day, then there's just nothing down for you. This is gonna be like V eight V day all over again. You know, you should see those like like the like the, the troops getting off yeah, 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 yeah getting yeah. off the ship and sweeping a girl off her off her feet and all that kind of stuff. Like honestly, there's gonna be fucking in the streets when they finally let that when they finally let that go. And if you can't get your end away the day they loosen lockdown, then you might as well cut it off or sew it up because there's nothing down for you. Um, 
no pressure by the way but yeah and, there is. Uh, just like if anyone's considering using one of those options go for the sew it up um, you might be able to work it backwards oh, um, if you chop it off you're completely fucked <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get to use it anyway if you can't find someone to touch it for you on that day um, then it's ne- it's probably never being touched again just just you know it's fine uh, you'll figure it out I'm sure but this is what I'm saying don't feel down about this it's going to happen because it's just going to be a bunch of like horny savages I'm from both sexes by the way and, and, and every kind of denomination in between at every single point along the sexual spectrum everyone is coming out absolutely ravenous for it and it, it's just sad. I can tell because we're just speaking to speaking to Ross and speaking to Tom and speaking to Errol on, on the podcast and God bless them, and I feel really sorry for you guys if you're in that situation. I mean, look, there's rough and the smooth. You don't like a lot of these people. It means they don't have to look after kids, um, but also, you know, again, there's rough and smooth in all these situations, isn't there? Uh, there's the one more. Did you say from the patrons? Yeah, uh, Mamongu Gaming said I miss out on a lot of things. This is heavy. This one actually. Um, I've been in lockdown since 2012 due to a dickhead of a driver who didn't see me on my motorbike coming home from work, ruining my life forever. The list for me is very long. Looking forward to the episode as always. I was me- I was I was messaging Mongo Gaming the other day, like, and he was telling me, oh, I just assumed it was a he. I don't know if it's a he or a she. If I'm honest with you, um, mm-hmm. I-, I assume it was a he for some reason. Maybe there was something one of the messages, which is, you know, he he, he did go on to say that you know he's kind of used to it now and stuff like that but obviously I was like fucking hell man I don't know how you deal with something like that but what we're going through is put into perspective a little bit isn't it I suppose Paul is what I'm trying to say you know we've had like six weeks of it or something Uh, he's been going on since eight years now because of an accident and stuff like that so uh, he probably finds us bitching and moaning um, about six weeks in lockdown I don't know know why he's still watching to be honest with you maybe he likes the cut of our jib or something but listen thank you and and I hope you're all right mate yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's uh, yeah I know it's funny like when you talk about that like our our problems all told are they pale into insignificance where you know we're relatively happy relatively healthy we've got good people he us. must have listened to me moan about my toenails last week. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? God, what the fuck, lad? <laughs> if we can't provide some frivolous entertainment, we've got no, we have no use. Uh, we have very, very limited other skills, but to be irreverent about things. Um, uh, actually, emailed us in with his coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, I hope he didn't. Oh wait, ask Dan, me... you checked the emails? Only because you told me to. Um... <laughs> Um, actually I'm saying that I didn't read it all the way through so first so I just want to check he didn't ask me to be anonymous he hasn't that's fine hey, uh, Hi, Paul and Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love the pod. I've been watching uh, Red Men for maybe eight years. You're wonderful people. Wow. It's great to see you all well and healthy. I mean, that's that's, that's but an exaggeration. All of those are exaggerations. Um, responding wow. to your call for Cudder with a shutter stories for next week's show. I was supposed to be moving from London to New York for a career-making job more money than I've ever had in my life being paid to write my own book and doing it in a city I've wanted to live in since I was a kid I've been waiting for this for over a year during which time I had to get by on freelance work because I couldn't take a full time job I'm poor as shit now I'm stuck back home living with my parents I'm nearly 30 as that was the only alternative to seeing out the whole of lockdown period alone I promise I moved back when it was seemed safe to travel and self-isolate I've got home just in case uh, combine that with a very difficult family dynamic which I 
don't feel I should go into and you can begin to see why I'm losing my actual marbles hopefully I can still go and do the thing in America but right now there's no real way of knowing when obviously the story is the definition of first world problems and this is the first time I've felt able to write it down like this much less say it out loud like you said there are so many important more important things right now and so many people worse off but I appreciate the opportunity to be a bit petulant and I do feel a tiny bit better for it if you wanted to read any of this out loud I appreciate you leaving my name out of it because I really also are about everything now thanks coronavirus there we go Paul cut that bell to the future um I did cut it out after the fact <laughs> thank you <laughs> I did record it without leaving his name because I should have read it first. Uh, anyway, thank you very much, anonymous, for sending that uh, for sending that email into us. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this is the point about all this is that, and maybe this is because I think we're reaching that point. I think we're reaching the point of lockdown now where I think it's fine to dream. I think it's fine to start thinking about the things that you want to do and you're gonna do and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's fine to have a little whinge, moan, and all those things in between about it because there's far more pressing important things but largely as long as we're keeping to our we're doing what we're told to do within that there's not much more we can do is the chris and i think as humans no. it's the, we're, we're, we should be right the, the, the it's the little things in life that make life you know you know yeah, the things that add like, spice to life no, you're absolutely right i mean for me i'm, I'm a moaner I, I get by i get fed i get fed off off moaning and it, it brings me up and i enjoy it like it's fun um and stuff like that now if i was in anonymous's shoes I, I don't know what i'd do i'd probably talk myself to be honest with you because that's a fucking hard uh, a hard thing to to swallow isn't it you know mm -hmm. i mean the, the lad there is seriously unlucky um like a dream like that and he's allowed to be self-indulgent on it yeah. and he you know we're all allowed to be self-indulgent because this is an open forum we've said we've we've you've set the premise where we know that there's more important things but we're going to do this regardless the living back home thing is big and because when you talk about like your mental health and uh, there's pillars to your life and the, the i'm paraphrasing this slightly but it's like your your relationships your home your work and your family and some of them might be home and family might be similar things but when one of them is in distress it can cause you know cause depression it can cause mental health issues and I said the thing that I enjoy most about life is being able to come home at the end of the day and lock my front door and know mm -hmm. that it's just the people that I have chosen to spend my life with who are the people I'm in contact with and obviously maybe we've all spent a bit too much time together in the last seven weeks but all told I've chosen to be with these people the people that I've chosen a woman that I've chosen to be with and the people that I've made with that woman um when you are forced into a circumstance where you are with people that you shouldn't necessarily be with and that's not even that like that can be family as well particularly as a girl living being a grown-up and living with other grown-ups is horrible like i i hate i hated i moved back to, to liverpool when i was 22 and i had a couple of years of living at home prior to beating charlie and, and eventually moving out and it was horrendous it was absolutely horrendous and i see like i've got friends we got bad friends who, who stayed at home long my sister's still at home um and i and they get on okay but that that you know there's loads of people living in their circumstances yeah yeah that dynamic's horrible isn't it i mean i i remember moving out and then moving back home and stuff remember moving to uni and moving back home and you know as much as you love your parents and stuff like that like you know, think I was thinking of that movie Inside Out. Yeah. You know, and and your family thing and your family fairground in their brain, 
it changes it's 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 dilapidated that one and you move on to a different one and then to go back and reopen the old fairground is really difficult to do because also the people that you've lived with have changed and they and your role to them has changed yeah you know first of all you're not a child that they're looking after anymore you're a fucking drain on them half the time mm-hmm. you know you, you're using it like a hotel room and the dynamics completely changed and stuff like that and you're used to being able to watch what you want and you know you may sometimes you might be made to be guilt feel guilty because you want to go and do something different whereas when you were a kid you used to sit in the living room and watch Corrie with them yeah. because that's what they were doing it all changes and you've got to pull your weight and it's a difficult situation like it mm. genuinely is a difficult situation because as a grown up as a 30 year old man or woman um, then he is likely or okay. she is likely <laughs> to have forged his own path in yeah. life and to go back and then have to settle into the stream that his mum and dad are, are, are in it's just weird man it's just hard it's dead hard to yeah. deal with people have a way their ways of living and when you and you have your own idea of how the world should be run and how life should be and, and when you when you've got your own space you're the master of that domain and you can, you know the world can be whatever you want it to be your little space of the world when you don't have that ability that's a very yeah it's a very difficult so like i understand thanks very much for the person to send in that email and of course um i hope you your hand on things and fingers crossed it all comes out but like i say i i, I get that I, I was thinking about this because like copcon's been postponed to talking about getting it back up and running maybe september october but you just don't know do you and it's like and it's it, it sound it sounds stupid and selfish but and, and we're having this with the football stuff in general, aren't we? Actually, we, um, because you know the talk the football's going to come back. So the Bundesliga, it's going to be the end of May. They've got that penciled in now, haven't they? It's been knocked back another week or so. Um, but there's obviously the Premier League are waiting to see what the government does on Sunday before they make their decisions by by the looks of it. And I'm at the point now when I'm think I I my and I said this all along. Everyone's got an agenda in the in the return of football stuff, and mine is centered around it's it's it comes down to it. it's a it's a business thing. it's an entertainment thing, but it's a business thing, I, and it's my, people can say it's my own fault for having a business that's based around football. But yeah, fine. There's lots of businesses based around lots of things that are struggling in this in in this world, and we ours is a very small and insignificant thing, but it still has an impact on my thoughts and feelings about footy coming back. It's the fit. What I'm starting to see though is interesting, Chris, is footballers' fears coming out, and I'd not really considered it truly from the football player's perspective. And it's hard to because we don't like to think of things from players' perspectives because I think they're very. They're, they're surrounded by this mega money bubble, and we kind of feel as though like they're just fine because they're so rich. Who gives a sh- who gives a shit about any heartaches or struggles they have to go through? But when you see him, I heard it phrased. They're gonna have, football players are gonna have to walk into a room and be told that they need to agree to do something, a set of circumstances which could lead to them dying. And like I'd not really thought about it. I'm just thinking it from a perspective of well, you make it safe, you quarantine them, and you have the you know put all the measures in place, and then it'll be behind closed doors and blah blah blah. I'd not really thought about if you're a football player and you're really and you're a germaphobe and you're really nervous about all this. I've seen that happen to normal people. Like my cousin's wife is very much like this. She makes it makes me cousin like. Go where he goes and does the shop and strip off in the porch and, and put them, you know, and lash his clothes in a bin bag and then gets them straight in the wash because she's properly on it. If you're a football player and you have all those fears, this would seem like lunacy bringing the sport back. Don't play. What's the bigger fucking deal? Yeah. Sorry, like, if it's a working condition that you're not happy with, don't play. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not that difficult. Football ultimately is a business. Yeah. Now the contracts are different to ours. Yeah. Um, but if an employee's got a problem with the working conditions, they wouldn't go in. Now this is probably why the PFA union and all that type of stuff have obviously got something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it is. And I feel terrible for saying this, by the way, and I'm probably going to get shot down by a lot of people, right? But I think we've lost... I think we've lost perspective on what the lockdown was supposed to have done. Yes. Right? The lockdown was not to make sure that nobody ever gets sick again. Yeah. The lockdown was to prevent the NHS being overloaded and overworked. Yeah. Sickness is always going to happen. And, mm. I, and I, hate to, I hate to say this... But I believe it. It it's <laughs> and I sound like I'm going for herd immunity, and I'm not in any way. I'm just completely against it. You're not going to be able to stop every person to ever get sick again from COVID nineteen. Yeah. That's not what the lockdown was for. Yeah. There are people that are gonna gonna get sick, unfortunately, and there are people that you know, and people will die, unfortunately, like they do, like the flu, every mm-hmm. single year. And I'm not one of these who thinks it should have just been left unchecked because it's not as dangerous as the flu. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we've lost perspective on what the lockdown is for. Yeah. It's not like you can't lift the lockdown. And then expect nobody to get sick ever again from yeah. COVID nineteen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You do your best, and now that the NHS is in the right position, then I believe the you know these things can start up again. Now the difficulty with footballers and football is that it's a fucking contact sport that goes against social distancing. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. I think is the problem. Yeah. Not the fact that they may or may not get COVID nineteen from being in contact with someone else. The issue is how do you do it with football? And how do you make that safe and sweat and everything else that goes in? And if players have fears over that, they don't have to play. Yeah. They, they, that's that's what I would say. Yeah. Because you know, and that's what it comes down to, but yeah. They don't Isn't have it, to play. It's mad. And if Sergio Aguero doesn't want to play, Sergio Aguero doesn't play, and if Virgil van Dijk doesn't want to play, doesn't play. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's a, it, this is why it's so complex, isn't it? Because, I, it, and it's a different circumstances. And again, the money side of things is always going to boil down to it. And I wonder whether, the, you know, because it's, it's, it's weird, but it's mad to talk about it from this perspective. But like, there was a the Crystal Palace chairman was on the radio, and he was just saying like he's struggling to see where where money's going to come for into his club from like August September onwards if football doesn't return. And again, that's what it's boiling. It's going to end up boiling down to is, you know, and football players can take it or leave it. I guess ultimately, but it's the crossover period of, who are you prepared to risk to to endanger your life in order to make sure that your business, you know, the sport or the businesses, your football clubs and all those are able to keep going? And that's a that's a really weird situation for us to end up in because football isn't that important in so many in, in, in so many circumstances. But we're gonna find that it's not just football that's gonna start happening to businesses at all at all, all across the you know all across the globe is that people are gonna have to you can't stay people can't be furloughed forever because there's not a bottomless pit of money that's going to be able to fund that and there's only so many businesses that are going to go to the wall and some will some will have to because there'll be no choice because some things won't be allowed just simply won't be allowed to happen like things like pubs and restaurants i don't know we don't know how them how they're going to come back but the football i just wonder whether there will be a couple of points and I, I, perhaps just in the phrasing of how the government talks about it next might delay fears because you're right at the moment it's just not possible because because everyone's being told to stay six feet away but then you know and there's, there's talk of like there being a hundred a hundred question list 
from club doctors and medical people saying here's the things that need to be addressed before it can happen and i hope they do work that all out but i, I yeah it, it, i'd never really thought of it but then I, I was talking to one of the guys i went to the shop today and the guy one of the guys behind the counter you know he stood there he's got a, a perspex screen between me and him at the till and that's it and you know there's there's loads of people out there who don't have a choice now to and now this is where it comes down to it and i don't know whether what my point i'm trying to make here is people need to work in shops because we need people to work in shops and this is where you come into the money question is you know these guys these people are being paid minimum wage and, and effectively putting their lives on the lines and all they're doing is standing behind a till yeah, it, 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 I don't quite know where to fall on it, but there's loads of. You, I guess you can kind of no, take it in a football fashion. You don't or have not. to fall anywhere. Yeah. You don't have to fall anywhere, Paul. It's it's totally okay to think out loud and make a decision if you want to make a decision later on, as we know. And you know, I think about yeah, the perspex screens, great. But what happens when your boss tells you to go and fucking straighten the shelves up? Uh, and pull all the things to the front and some fella who has COVID-19 has picked up a Mars bar and decided he wants to sniff it. Like, you know, great that you've got a fucking screen there, mate. Yeah. But are you never touching anything in your shop that's been put out again? Yeah, that's true. Come on. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. From the football perspective, what they're doing with the Bundesliga is they're saying is that the players have got to basically quarantine for two weeks before the season starts. And I... and they I need to quarantine throughout. Exactly. Exactly. But, but you quarantine... What I mean is... Yeah, that that as well. But the quarantine in the two weeks build up to it so that there's as much of an air break between them... Whatever they're living at the moment and there and then. And the thing is, people might people might well get it. And the, the problem is that... Yeah, I think it was something like the Aston, Aston Villa was saying is like, what if their best player... They're in a relegation fight and what if their best players get the virus and therefore can't finish the season? This is the thing, is that you... You're right. You, this is where your point's right. Is that COVID is going to exist regardless? It's not going away. It's not being cured. So it's going to exist in the world. And it, it's at what point do you get? What point are we able to get on with it? The question is whether this is just too soon. Are we forcing this just to make it happen? And we don't know that because we don't know how much money is going to talk on all this. And are we being stupid to want this back here and now? Because it's right. It's a point. But it's like saying that there's a there's a stomach bug outbreak. To some extent, if everyone contracts a stomach bug, you're going to lose players in the running in this in the same way. But it's because obviously the corona is so prevalent and it's such a big thing that I get that clubs will clubs are going to be using that to as a defence for them not being able to to play again and whatever. Yeah, it's stuff. Look, the money money will ultimately talk. I think you're right on that point. Um, I think you know for me. If I was looking at it and without the levels of research that these clubs and doctors will have and, and the experience and the brain power that these people would have, I'd have a quarantine and I would have it like World Cups where the, where if, like, because I've got a thing where Liverpool do win the league at the Etihad now. That's what I think Liverpool are going to win the league because I think we're going to play our games in the Etihad because it's outside the city centre yeah. far enough that that's probably one of the stadiums that they're going to use and it's been talked about as well. Um, I'd have them staying at some kind of Commonwealth village yeah. with the other football teams in the same fucking hotel yeah. and have everybody who works there agree to that. Look, are you you're going to work in this hotel? If you want your job back, you're going to have to work, live, breathe, everything in this hotel. And I'm afraid there's not going to be any contact with the outside world for, until this season gets done. And, and the players are going to have to do that and the families are going to have to do that. And if you're not happy to do that, then that's fine. But we're probably as clubs not going to pay you three hundred grand a week. Yeah, you know, yeah. and well, you, yeah. we'll, we will happily keep you on our books. We'll happily get you back onto your normal contract when the world returns right. 
but it's totally your choice. We know you've got enough money in the bank to survive. Yeah. We're not worried about you in that regard. We're just going to leave you along for this part of the journey. Yeah. And if you want to come and play for us and you want to focus on football and you want to get back to that normality, normality, yeah, uh, in commas, um, then you're going to have to come and do this with us. And you don't have to. You can come and do this with us. And I think that's where teams are going to are going to be. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the sensible way. You give them an option. You don't force anyone into doing anything because these are nuts times. Yeah. Um, but you do try and get football back up and running. And look, I think the too soon thing might be right, Paul. Yeah. I think it might be too soon. Yeah. But then equally, we're also not talking about today. Yeah. It's too soon right now with the, the where we are in the pandemic. We're talking six weeks in the future. Yeah. And six weeks ago, we were just entering this. And six weeks before that, there was nothing. Yeah. Um. So six weeks is a hell of a long time. It just moves very slowly when you're stuck in a fucking bedroom on your tod for most of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let us know your thoughts then, you know, anything that that's kind of stirred up. Because you're hearing it from the football safety perspective, you know. If, I, if you think about, like, the we were talking about the last dance last week and the, the, the bit about Michael Jordan breaking his foot and the owners saying, like, a 10%, a 1% in 10 chance or a 10% chance that it could end your career is a gamble we're not willing to take and I wonder what that gamble now looks like from an owner's perspective like you know if you like I mean it's just let's just use an extreme example but if Mo Salah dies because he's contracted coronavirus like that, that, that they're, the, they're the risk assessments to the degree that are going to end up having to be considered in all these things and that's why you're right like someone else is going to have to make these decisions and we might there's no, we're not going to know what's truly right you know, in all of this until it happens I guess do you know what and you're right do you know one of the major issues I think the Premier League has got um, and football in this country has got apologies I've, I've worded that wrong is that we don't have one governing body yeah. and this is one of those instances where it really becomes apparent that we don't have one governing body yeah. because just because the Premier League comes back they're their own entity. They yeah. can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Means nothing for the rest of the FA. Yeah. Means nothing for the Championship. Yeah. And 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 I tell you what, they're not going to look after the little man. These capitalist Premier League clubs. They're not going to put money into the EFL and the FA and all that type of stuff. They're not. They're just not going to do it. Mm. It's not in there. It's not. They're not even in the same competition. They're not even governed by the same people. Like we're going to lose lots of football clubs yeah. after this, and the, and the and the Premier League doesn't care because it's not even part of what's going on like yeah and it's a mad thing that isn't it yeah absolutely and it's going to be an so even like they're, they're going to sue sorry they're going to sue if there's no relegation yeah because they've got and, a contract and therefore no promotion yeah yeah and they've got a contract that says we get three of yours and you get three of ours every year and if the premier league decide that they're not going to relegate three teams and they're going to take another three how does that work paul yeah because i've heard this 23 man team what do you think the 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 fa are just going to go yes have three of our clubs why yeah, yeah exactly complex in it and again it's one of those things it's another one of those conversations hopefully we're reaching the end in terms of the sporting thing in terms of our lives where the government are going to give us just a little glimmer put a date on it bang it back you know put something in our calendars that we can work towards even if it's only just a gradual loosening of the situation so we can all get it but i mean if it's not ready to do that it's not ready to do that this is the, you know it's always going to be the case but uh, i think from all of our perspectives we could do with just having a little bit more clarity on what life can possibly start to look like because the minute i go again i'm just on this constant cycle yesterday i was feeling quite positive and upbeat about everything and today i'm right back to feeling really down and miserable about the prospects of everything it's weird and it because again you have these positive think pieces and then they're counterbalanced 
the day later with the negative thing pieces and here's everything that's going to potentially go wrong just somebody people who are cleverer and in a better position uh, to sort these things out just sort them out for us and let us know what to do that'd be lovely cheers um right um i do you want to say actually you wanted to do um there was a there was a game you wanted to play before we wrap up yeah, I think so. So obviously, you put me onto Community, the show on on Netflix, and, and one of the endings they had a game where they just did a once upon a time story, one word at a time between them. Okay. And I thought, you know what? There's no one in this world that I'd rather attempt this with than my man, Mister Paul Machen. Once upon a time, Granddad David got. <laughs> Upset terrible at this. because he fucked another dog in the back door of his house <laughs> and then he unfortunately grabbed <laughs> hold of a woman's ginormous uh, vagina <laughs> <laughs> it covered 95% of his head from what from here to here (laughs) lastly but lastly but yeah covered his head from here to here Full stop. Right. Lastly, he drove a unleaded <laughs> car <laughs> backwards <laughs> through a lollipop man. <laughs> <laughs> the and there we go um, if someone <laughs> wants to put that into a into a graphic for us with like a, a, you know, one of those stock images of like a, a parent telling a story to their child um, that would be absolutely amazing um, yeah and, and, and tweet it to us at matrixpagex or g- matrixpagex at gmail.com that would be fantastic um, yes great there we I go. enjoyed Somehow. that we, I think we should get better at it let's do another one next week and send in as well some more of your coulda woulda shudders uh, as well for next week as well we'll do one we'll do one a week just to keep people going if you need to like get that off your chest please do thank you to everyone who did thank you to everyone who supported us uh, by joining our Patreon uh, once again. Uh, the names of the people who are in our absolute legend tier are coming up at the end of the podcast. Yes. Um, as they were last week for those eagle-eyed viewers who noticed that. But yeah, we'll be back. Make sure you like uh, on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're nearly at 20,000 subscribers. Five-star reviews. That was 10 fingers, but five-star reviews. Uh, do two five-star reviews. That'll be great. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back with another Machin Payjack podcast next week.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 